So what's up, everybody? Happy Easter. Uh, everybody joining in. I uh, appreciate this. Uh, I'll always join in everybody here uh, for um, a little after Easter dessert, right? A little talk because we have sports. We do. As much as we don't have live sports, and we're not talking about that horse game that was going on. Um, I'm really disappointed at that, by the way. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get long into that, but I was expecting a lot more out of that product. I thought they, they could actually give us something, you know, something we needed, something to look forward to, and it just didn't happen. Uh, but that's okay. They, they, they tried, and uh, I, they'll continue to try to find ways to, to bring sports back. Uh, they really will. Uh, baseball, we talked about this a couple of days ago. They're still looking at ways, and, uh, you know, basketball is talking about maybe a 25-day window here. So I, I think things are in the works. It's good. It means people are talking about them, and it means even if it means empty arenas, right, even if it means empty arenas still means that eventually we will get sports back. So I want to talk right off the bat because, you know, we're, we're a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft, and the NFL draft is going to be – Fairly different than what we're used to, right? You know, we, we were talking about a Las Vegas, uh, you know, setup that was going to be second to none, right? It was going to be second to none. And, and I know for all you football fans out there, excuse me, if you're like me, you're looking forward to this. This is what you're actually looking forward to every year. You're looking, you know, I, I actually missed the combine. I hate to say it, but I actually missed the combine. So it's something I look forward to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of virtual things going on, and, and it's going to be the best it can be, right? It's going to be the best it can be. And, and let's not complain about it. Let's not get mad about it because it is what it is, okay? At least we're getting a product to basically critique and to get us excited about our teams. And that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles because, obviously, this is a Philadelphia broadcast, right? I, I talk everything. I talk national. I talk local. But, you know, you see the headline, Devonta Freeman to the Eagles. And the reason why – I have that headlines because he is the person I am looking at. He is the guy I'm looking at finally for Howie Rosen to pull a trigger here in the offseason and to, to get to a point where he gives us something else to talk about. We're talking about, yo, what's up, Trevor? We're, 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 we're talking about, uh, you know, a guy that can be your number two in a backfield that is going to be led by Miles Sanders. And listen, I understand that we have we have Scott. I get it. But Bart Scott, you know, he's not – listen, Scott's not the guy who's going to carry more than five or six times a game. I don't care what, what you say. So you need a you need a bull, man. You, you need a guy like a Jordan Howard, right? You need a guy like a Jordan Howard. And, and that's exactly what Devonta Freeman is. And he's, he's actually, in my opinion, he's better than Jordan Howard. This is a guy who's had a lot of injury concerns. He has, and, and we understand that. But you're going to get him on a one- or two-year deal here because, unfortunately, the running back position is not what it used to be. I mean, we're going to get into a little fantasy football earlier when we're talking about a guy like Todd Gurley who goes to Atlanta Falcons. But, yeah, Trap Eagles need a running back that brings thunder, and I trust free. I get it. I know he has some health issues, right? I get it. But the problem is if you look out there, there's really nothing else. There's not. You know, you, you, Jordan Howard, he's gone, right? He, you know, he, he he went to Miami, which was a good deal for him. But, you know, there's nothing out there. And, and I don't want to hear the drink. We, listen, we, we can't go into this year with too many young players, especially in a year that's going to be shortened, you know, shortened OTAs, right? Shortened practice time, shortened mini games. This is not the year to go with a bunch of rookies trying to learn a playbook and trying to be a part of a winning team. 
This is where you need veteran leadership. This is where you need a guy that can come in and just play. So, yeah, I get it. You can't trust Freeman, but we're not asking Freeman to come in here and be the right guy, right? We're not – I mean the number one guy. That's not what we're asking him to do. We're asking him to be a piece. Miles Sanders is going to get the ball 20 times a game. Okay, let's not – make no mistake about it. This kid is talented. We all knew what we got out of Penn State from him. We all knew what he was going to be. Right, not asking Freeman to turn about the clock. Listen, I agree with you, but, but, but let me ask you this, Trev. Think about this. If he could turn back the clock for 10 carries a game, that's what I'm thinking, right? You get a guy for 10 carries a game to turn back the clock. This isn't Todd Gurley. I understand that. But Devonta Freeman's got some game, man. He does. He, you know, he could catch the rock. He go through the tackles. He go north to south. He could do a lot of good things. And, you know, he, he's sitting out there. So you're, go, you're, you're going to be able to get him if you want him. Right. You are. He's, he's there. And you need finally something that's going to stick. Right. You need, We can't go into the I, I'm not going to say it again, but it, it, this is not the season to go fully young. Right. It's just not the season. Yeah. Yo, Freeman has been burned me in fantasy football for 17. Listen, I completely agree with you, but he probably won you. It, 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 you know, when, when he came out 14, he was a stud. Right. He was actually a stud. Nobody, nobody predicted that. So, you know, between him and Tevin Coleman, man, I'll tell you what, you could have both those dudes and, and you were both getting points, right? So, yeah, he he was a, he was a fancy monster when he wasn't hurt because he was that all-around back that could catch the ball, that could run the ball, right? He could do it all. Yeah, see, yeah, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, he was a guy, you're right, a lot of people he wasn't even drafted, right? Because we didn't know how much time he was going to get. So, you know, he was actually behind Coleman, remember? A lot of people picked Coleman. They thought Coleman was going to be the cat. So, the difference is with, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles as you're going in is you're looking at it at almost a, a fully different squad, right? Because, oh, hey, yeah, that's right. Steven Jackson. That's right. My God, I forgot about Steven Jackson. How about Steven Jackson? Was he a horse or what? I mean, I know he played decent for the Falcons, but for the Rams, my Lord, he was an absolute stud. You go back and watch some Steven Jackson highlights. I'll tell you what, man, he is, he's on another level. He really is. But I just want the Eagles to get somebody that, that's a veteran guy that's going to be able to sit. Because, listen, we're still talking about the receiver position, right? We're still talking about it. We're still talking about what are they going to do. We're still talking about who's Carson going to throw to. I mean, you see the IG post. You see what Carson does. Listen, Carson asked for help. He wants help. Let's not make Carson Donovan McNabb. Let's not go and say, man, wish we would have got him a receiver. Let's not waste him. Please, let's not waste his prime. And this is a huge year. Right? This is a huge year. Yeah, I would never have paid for Amari Cooper. Okay? I would have never gave him that money. I don't think he's worth it. And how about Rex Ryan calling him a turd? That was that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I thought it was hilarious. But, yeah, I was not an Amari Cooper guy. I had no problem. Uh, my big thing is, what I wanted, what I wanted was, yeah, I love that. Rex Ryan is straight, yeah, he is straight 100% authentic, man. He just comes at it straight up. He had no qualms about it. He didn't hold nothing back. And he told like it is. You know what? Exactly what it says, Trevor, is what me and you believe. It's what me and you watch. We watch Amari Cooper. We watch him quit. We watch him show up against the little guys. We watch him, you know, cave against the big guys. Almost like, I hate to say it, we got a guy like Joel Embiid. We got a guy in, in our area, Joel Embiid, that kind of, you know, he doesn't play off the competition a lot, just trying to throw that out there. And, we'll, you know, we'll get to that a little later. But, yeah, exactly. Eagle Week 16. He completely quit, right? As soon as you get down, as soon as the ball's not coming to him, he's done. That's what he is. And that's why Oakland let him go. 
Hey, you know, that's why Oakland will go. So, but I wasn't even looking at his way. What I was looking at, and I, I still bring it up, Robbie Anderson, Rashard Perryman, somebody, somebody that you can throw on the other side, man. You cannot rely on Deshaun Jackson. Not at this age. I love Deshaun. I love what he can do, but I'm just not ready to rely on him. And, and listen, I like Greg Ward. Okay, Greg Ward. Yes, I, I like Greg Ward, but you, you can't tell me that you're going to go into this season with uh, Ortega Whiteside, Deshaun Jackson, and Greg Ward. That's just, it, it, it's just not, not realistic. It's not. And I, I listen, I get it. Everybody, oh, we're just going to draft somebody. First of all, I don't trust Howie, Howie Rose's uh, track record when it comes to drafting wide receivers. But, all you know, ah, yeah, what's the word about Alshon? Listen, the word about Alshon is they don't know what to do with Alshon, right? That, that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't want to play here. They don't want him here. Okay, but, they're, they're you know, they're being a good soldier. He's being a good soldier because at the end of the day, they want to get him out of here. But the problem is Liz Frank, Liz Frank injury is no joke. We watched the Liz Frank injury on Brian Dawkins, right? We, lost, we, we watched the Liz Frank injury on a lot of people. It takes time to heal, especially when we're talking about a wide receiver who doesn't have speed, who needs his feet, because Alshon is more of a route runner and a jumper, right? So that's the problem. Yeah, Malik Jackson, you're right. We have Jalen Mills, right? Liz Frank, I don't know who the hell Liz Frank is, but I hate Liz Frank because every time you hear Liz Frank, you just know it's basically a season-ending injury, right? So that's why I wanted the, the Eagles to go out there, and I want them to do something special but to get back to Devonta Freeman listen you, you have 30 million dollars under the cap we need to make something happen we need to see something happen and you know I'm not sure what hell he's doing I uh, you know we're only a couple weeks away from the draft and, you know obviously it looks like they're probably going to hold a 21 maybe now we're talking about the, you know they're talking about trading back in the first round going into that center in Michigan probably they, they say he's the best center in the league which would be smart Right. I mean, best center in a draft because, listen, obviously, Jason Kelsey's getting up there at eight. So you bring a guy in. Listen, I get it. But for all you people, I hate to break it to you. Don't be disappointed when they don't draft the receiver in the first round. That's all I'm saying. Don't be disappointed because as much as they're talking about it, I wouldn't be surprised to see they come out of the first round with no wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Runyon's boy. Yeah. He looks like he's probably going to be like a third or fourth round pick. I think, it, you know, if I'm not mistaken. I would take a chance. I don't know why not. We need the offensive line. So it's going to be interesting. Let's stick with the football theme, right? What about, you know, I'm, I'm looking around the landscape of the league. And, and, and listen, obviously, I cannot wait for fantasy football season because uh, this year we're going to run uh, at the Gambler, affiliateinfluencers.com, Heat Ratio Sports. We're going to run a, a fantasy survivor pool. So I can't wait to get it started. But it may be look, Yeah, listen, it's fun. Travis, it's funny. I was just going to start with Christian McCaffrey. And the reason why I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey is because I told everybody a couple years about Christian McCaffrey. Look out for Christian McCaffrey. You know why? Two words, North Turner. Wherever North Turner goes, the offensive coordinator, he produces an absolute stud for the fantasy football, uh, you know, draft. Absolutely. Every year, whether he was in Minnesota, whether he was in San Diego, you know, whether obviously in Carolina, in Dallas, wherever he's at, he produces a stud. Oakland, there's another one, right? Uh, no matter what. But here's the thing with Christian McCaffrey that I'm going to look at. I think his numbers become even better this year because of Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a checkdown machine. He is going to be a checkdown machine. Okay. He is going to, he's not going to go deep a lot. That's not what Teddy Bridgewater does. They're going to revolve that offense strategically around Christian McCaffrey again. And he's going to get that much more touches, which is crazy to me to think that he can even. 
duplicate the year that he had last year again, but he will. Listen, we are watching and Christian McCaffrey, and you people listening and watching and checking in, we are watching the next Priest Holmes, the next Larry Johnson, the next LaDainian Tomlinson when it comes to fantasy football. Okay, for, so please adhere to what I'm saying. I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey is LaDainian Tomlinson. I am talking about for fantasy football purposes. When you had a guy like Priest Holmes, when you had a guy like Larry Johnson, when you had a guy like LT, you drafted him year in year at Terrell Davis. You knew what they were going to give you, and they were absolute studs. Chris Johnson, the year when he went off. I mean, he's got Amon Green in 2004, 2005, or 2003, 2004. These guys, you knew the amount of the amount of points that they possessed at the top of your track. That's what Christian McCaffrey does. But let let's also look at the receiver position and. You know, DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona. And then you have, you know, getting back to the running back with, you know, with, with David Johnson going to Houston. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting because I'm going to make this statement here. And, and, you know, listen, you're right. Houston's going to be big. But here's the thing. I don't think Hopkins produces as much as he did in Houston out there in Arizona. And, and the only reason why is I just think that with Kyler Murray at the helm, and, you know, getting adjusted. And then you still have Larry Fitzgerald, who, who's going to give you another year at that. You have Christian Kirk, right? They're going to run the ball a lot with, with, with Drake and, you know, Chase Edmonds. They, they have a lot of different looks that are, going, that are going to go on out there. So I don't think D-Hop is going to get the amount of, of volume that he's used to. I really don't. So I, I think what's going to happen is, you're right, Larry's going to do a lot of checkdowns after Kyler Murray does. Kyler Murray takes off, right? He's going to run more than Deshaun Watson would run. So, and then on the flip side of that, when you look at Deshaun Watson and David Johnson, you talk about if David Johnson can stay healthy, right? He's going to add an element to that offense that they never had. So, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was burying Bill O'Brien, right? I was burying Bill O'Brien, and I was like, there's no way. Bill, you're, you're right. So, Trevor, you're, you're already one step ahead of this this podcast, bro. I love it because it's exactly what I was saying. The more I was looking at, if William Fuller can stay healthy, if Brandon Cooks can stay healthy, Randall Cobb is a really, really good slot guy, right? He's a really good third receiver. If David Johnson can stay healthy, look, there's a lot of ifs on this Houston squad. But I'll tell you what. I mean, you basically, you're replacing a guy like Duke Johnson. You know, you know listen, Arian Foster was the best running back that the Houston Texans had, right? So if David Johnson can give them what they had in Arian Foster, and then you 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 have a healthy receiving core, I'll tell you what, with Deshaun Watson, they, they could be a pretty good fantasy team when you talk about, uh, oh, <laughs> wouldn't you say, Steve Slayton? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure with Steve Slayton. I'm not sure. Maybe, but that's a good call. Dude, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Trev. I forgot all about Steve Slayton. But, you know, Arian Foster was another guy, fancy monster, right? Fancy monster. So, if David Johnson can stay healthy. I, you know, here's another thing. We're talking about the running back position. What's going on in Denver, right? What, what do you do with the Denver running back situation? You know, you, you, you go into every year. Is it going to be Royce Freeman? Is it going to be Phil Lindsay? Then they get Melvin Gordon. So, now they have a three-headed monster out there. I mean, just kills all fantasy value because, you know, they're going to give the ball to all three of those guys. No doubt about it. Unless they try to make some kind of trade. I mean, you know, it, Royce Freeman, to me, would be the odd man out. But, I mean, you throw a guy like Melvin Gordon out there, 
it, it turns things around. It really does. And, and then you look at the other side of the ball, you know, when, when you go back to the receivers, I, I think this is the year that I finally say Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in football. But here's the thing, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, by going to Arizona, right? Trev, you're ahead of me again, dude. You're killing me. I love it. I was just going to say, with Hopkins going to Arizona, that Mike Evans now, to me, jumps up to number two. And why is that? Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady. Yo, Trev, we are definitely going to do a joint podcast, especially now with all this at-home technology. We'll get on Zoom. We'll record the audio. We'll get exact. See, I said Zoom as you were typing Zoom, bro. We are we are completely in sync. I love every second of it. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. So yeah, you're Mike Evans. Listen, that's another team from a fancy perspective. You know, even a guy like OJ Howard. OJ Howard has to be sleeper tight end written all over it because I think Tom Brady is going to lock in on OJ Howard so much he's going to make him a stud. And then Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait's going to be a red zone nightmare. Okay, he's going to be a red zone nightmare for that team. So I, I, I'm excited to see. And, and, and that's another thing, you know, O.J. Howard, it, it, exactly. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's not Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, but I'll tell you what, Brain does love that, you know, the dual tight end set. I mean, Christ, he made Ben Ben Watson a household name out there, right? I mean, for the love of God. So Algie Cropper, Algie Cropper, right? I mean, listen, there's so many different scenarios. I mean, I'm still waiting to see where Cam Newton goes. I still think he's going to wind up in New England. And yes, I did get Trump on that fake account. Well, well, let me ask you something real fast. What is people with the, the fake Twitter accounts? Do they, you know, do they get excited over that? Like seriously, listen, there's a lot of shit going on right now, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. You got the coronavirus going on. You know, you, you, you got the draft going on. You got no sports. You know, people start, listen, I'm still working Monday to Friday. Uh, you know, I, I got a lot of stuff going on myself. And I don't have time to go on Twitter and see who's legit, who's not. And this thing pops up and it's got over 5,000 likes. And I'm thinking, boom, right there. Cat, you know, Cam Newton going to the Patriots, right? And I got I got God again, man. Killing me. Killing me. They, 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 they kill me. Ah, oh, dude, that sucks, Trev. That sucks, brother. I, I wish you the best, man. It's, it, listen, I will say on a, on a virus note, um, uh, you know, I, I have to say I feel blessed. I mean, I'm still working, uh, you know, in every in, in all my facets of the game. I mean, you know, uh, I listen, man, it's no no secret. Everybody's got a, a, a nine to five. So, you know, my nine to five is still going strong. My PR company's going strong. My sports stuff is still building. So I appreciate everybody and I appreciate the time. And, and, and listen, I'm going to say this again, that, you know, there a lot of people out there, listen, it's no secret. Everybody knows who I am. You know where I'm at. Phillyinfluencers.com, Fox Sports, The Gambler, Heat Ratio Sports, right? You know where to find me, at Ticketola23. You ever want to talk, man? You ever want to talk? Just hit me up. It's fine. Hit me up. DMs are open, man. Just, you know, no, uh, no, no weird picks or nothing like that. But, yeah, seriously, if you want to hit me up, I'm always there to talk because there's a lot of stuff going on that we never thought we'd see. And when there's no sports right now, it's your mind. Just every time you go on the Twitter timeline, it's just focused on the bad, on the negative. So, you know, that's why I'm looking for some more positivity. So speaking of positivity and negativity, I can't wait to do a show with my fellow PhillyInfluencer.com buddy, Mr. Mike Diaz, which will be coming up this week. Okay, when we, we touch on all things Sixers news. And I want to talk about the NBA just for a little bit. And the reason why I want to talk about NBA is because, I, you know, as much as 
I want to know what everybody thinks about the, the head coaching situation, not just with the Philadelphia 76ers, but around the entire basketball league. Because, you know, this is a, a moment where what is fair and what is not fair? What are you going to be judged? Because we all, we all know that the NBA is more than just a regular season, that the NBA, the playoffs are what matters, right? The first 82 games are, are what they are. You know, eight, eight teams make the playoffs. We, we get all that, right? It, you know, I'm not going to say that people just, they dial it back, but I'm, I'm not going to say that they, they sweat and they go hardcore, and you know, for 82 games because we all know low management, they just don't do that, right? I, they just don't do that. So what I'm thinking is, and that's what I'm asking, Trev, like, you know, can we, as much as I want to get rid of Brett Brown, is it fair to any NBA coach to, to lose their job since this pandemic has happened? You know, because, you know, they're always going to be looked at usually on, you know, did they make the playoffs and what they do in the playoffs? So right now, we don't even know if we're going to have a season, right? We don't even know. If we're gonna, they're talking about 25, you know, 25-day continuance and, you know, they're talking about different plans and I get all that. But, we, we you know, without that happening, I, I think it's really hard for me to say it's fair for any NBA coach to lose his job because I don't think it's right. Uh, as much as I don't want Brett Brown to come back, uh, you know, the only thing I could say about the Brett Brown decision could be, listen, this isn't like a first-year head coach. We've seen what Brett Brown has done. We've seen what Elton Brand has done. You know, we, you know, we, we have seen that the same thing over the last couple of years. So Brett Brown could be judged over the last few years, not just this year. So that could make his situation unique. And the other thing I want to talk about is the, the LeBron James effect. And, you know, uh, listen, there's no secret. For those who follow me, I'm a Michael Jordan guy. I will always be a Michael Jordan guy. Uh, I still say, and I'm going to get heated for this, but I still think my top three ever is Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. I, I put LeBron three. I'm sorry. That's just what I do. Hate me for it. It is what it is. That's the way I feel. But I'll tell you what, this is going to be a knock on LeBron's legacy because I think if the NBA season doesn't resume, and even if it does, I mean, this guy, 30-plus-year-old body here, you know, when, when he's sitting down doing absolutely nothing, he's only doing whatever he can do to stay healthy. Okay, to, to throw him right back into the mix is it's it's unfair. It's a shame because this was probably going to be another ring for him with the way things were going. And then next year, when you come back and and you know your Golden State gets healthy and and you know the Brooklyn Nets get you know get Kevin Durant back and Houston gets healthy and and you know the Clippers are there. So there's so many different additives to that because with the Lakers you have the only staple is Antonio Davis and LeBron James so after that the entire the team is probably going to change like a Danny Green is probably not going to be there Kyle Kuzma probably not going to be there Pope probably not going to be there Rondo probably not going to be there right so there's a lot of different moving parts and and that's going to hurt his legacy a little bit because year to year we just don't know the health of LeBron James and if he's going to be able to keep up that top speed but yeah the only thing we have going for the NBA is the, the documentary next Sunday, which is going to be electric, right? That's going to be electric. I, you know, I hear the sound. I, you know, I, I get ready for the announcer, United Center, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. And I'll tell you what, on that, with the Bulls, we were talking about something the other day. I was talking about this at work with a few guys, and we were talking about, you know, Dennis Rodman, and I, you know, one of the most underrated players in the NBA ever, right? And forget the cross-dress and forget – the, the unique lifestyle, forget the attitude, forget all that. You talk about Dennis Rodman as one of the toughest competitors ever in the NBA. A guy 
who took on Shaq straight up, right? Took on Shaq straight up, hit his size because he had the mental and the physical game. He would get people's heads, right? That's what he would do. And when, you know, he got that mentality with the Detroit Bad Boys, with, 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 you know, with Chuck Daly and, and, you know, Rick Mahorn and James Edwards and you know, Mark Aguirre, Vinnie Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambier, right? He got that mentality from there, and he parlayed it over. I remember when the Chicago Bulls signed Dennis Robin, and the first thing they were like, like, can you keep him in check, right? That's what they want to know. Ask Phil Jackson, ask Michael Jordan, can you keep him in check? Because they lost guys like Horace Grant, who were a, a, a huge, uh, you know, contributor in their first three-peat, right? The, the down-low presence, they lost that. So, and Robin wasn't an offensive guy, but he was he was so integral to that team because you had Pippen on the outside, you had Jordan, you had the guys that were able to shoot the rock, and but, but able to get those offensive rebounds, you know, to, to continue the play on. And then they get the defensive rebounds. They get them out in the break, which is huge. That is Robin, a huge, huge contributor. Uh, why hasn't there been more docs like the Bulls? You're right. I agree. I, I don't know why. The only thing I can say is I think it takes so much to, to, to gather all those players together and all that footage. Uh, you know, it probably just takes so long to produce. But I'll tell you what, it is going to be like no other because, you know, that was my team, man. That was my team. Yeah, Robin was traded, right? He was traded. Did, did he go Detroit right to – that's right, Spurs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, I mean, can, can you disagree that – He's one of the most underrated players, all because, you know, listen, Dennis Robin was to the NBA like Barry Bonds was to Major League Baseball. And the reason why I say that is, is the attitude, right? It was the attitude. So basically, you know, Barry Bonds, you know, forget the steroid era, forget all that. Barry Bonds, because of his attitude and because of his moxie and, you know, and his Mimi, his personality was what rubbed people the wrong way. Right. So again, Robin, it was the same way. Right. Robin was the same way. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Robin and Robinson. That too. Yeah. You're right, man. I forgot. I, I completely forgot Robin with the Spurs. That, that's a good pull by you, Trev. Completely good pull. So, um, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm looking forward to the documentary. I really am. I, I, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, I, I think it's something we need it. Um, and last thing I'm going to touch on is, you know, I figured I was going to go 20, 30 minutes. I, you know, I'm almost there. Uh, I want to end on this because I really, as much as people don't like him, I, I, I love Stephen A. Smith. Say what you want about the guy, but he keeps it real, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I, I like his points. I like his bravado. I like everything about him. Uh, so, you know, him, him and Max were going back and forth. And I, I think this is a good point to everybody. You know, and, and because, listen, you know, we, we talk about the coronavirus and we talk about this, not, this, this global health crisis, right? Eventually, eventually. There are going to be people willing to go back to work for a paycheck and to take the risk. It's just what's going to happen. And I'm not saying it's irresponsible, right? See, Trev, you're listen. You're a perfect, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, here's a guy. You, 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 like you say, you've been furloughed. With you know, if you had the opportunity to go back to work, knowing the risks that might be there, you may do it, right? You may, you know, you may last a month, you may last a couple of weeks, you may last, but eventually. You know, all St and, and Stephen A. got killed for this, and I don't, I don't see why, and, and that's why I'm, I'm saying, there you go, you're working at gym, right? So you, you're going to be exposed, right? You're, you're definitely going to be exposed, right? But I just don't see how, you know, I think it's unrealistic for everybody to say we're going to be stuck in our house for the next 12 to 18 months until we get a vaccine. That's just not going to happen. 
It's just not going to happen. So eventually, I'm not saying that sports are bigger than anything. I'm not saying that, right? And, and, and that's what, you know, Max was getting nuts at Stephen A. saying, you know, you're being irresponsible. Stephen A. wasn't being irresponsible. What Stephen A. is saying is there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, we are divorced. You're right. Divorced, family, fighting, go through the roof. Listen, you know, I'm going to be honest, suicides, right? You know, depression will be at an all-time high. You know, people get weird. People get crazy when things like this happen. And, and, you know, crime will be up. And there'll be so many different things that are going to happen if we are forced to live this kind of way for X amount of months. And I I don't know what the answer is. And I, I don't want to see people to die. I don't, you know, I, I don't, you know, one death is too many. I, I completely agree. All I know is there, you know, eventually, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that say, you know what, I'm willing to take that risk in order to, to earn, in order to make a paycheck. And, and let's be honest, if, if sports do not come back, right, the longer sports are out is the longer that NBA players are getting paid without any revenue coming in. That can only last for so much longer. Baseball, football hockey, every single one of them. Eventually, there will be have to be a system that, ha, you know, there's, obviously there will be strict rules and they have to be abided by, but something will come out to where they're able to play. And, and you know what? This comes back when everybody killed Major League Baseball for trying, right? And I, I completely disagree. The longer sports stop, society will lose it. You're right. Sports, again, even if they're played in empty arenas, it is going to give us something to watch. Going to give us something to talk about. It doesn't matter if you're, a, you know, a radio show host. It doesn't matter if you're an analyst. It doesn't matter if you're an everyday Joe. It really doesn't matter. What it is is you get to go on your Twitter timeline and you get to go on your Facebook page. And the first thing you don't see is a hundred more people die, a hundred fifty more people infected. We're over a hundred thousand people sick. Right? That can only weigh on you so much. Right? It can only weigh on society so much. So. Eventually, sports will come in and sports will get. Listen, sports isn't going to save the day, but it's going to give us another outlet that we can look to, that we can communicate with, and we can relate to in order to get us away from all the sadness. So, again, thank you for everybody tuning in. I cannot wait for the NFL draft. I cannot wait for sports to come back. But right now, it looks like everybody's doing for the most part what they're supposed to do. And that's a good thing because it looks like numbers are starting to slowly come back to normalcy when it comes to the infection rate. So we'll see what happens. But listen, again, keep it on the Eagles. Something something big should happen eventually. Thanks all hit me up in the DMs for a cross by. Absolutely. Trev, thanks for checking in as always and being there. You're always there. I truly appreciate that, dude. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely. And for everybody else checking in, had a lot of viewers, which is good. Even for Easter, uh, it's been great. At Ticketola23 on Twitter, Heat Ratio Sports Podcast, PhillyInfluence.com, and Fox Sports The Gambler. And also, don't forget that – oh, actually, no. You know what? It's not don't forget. Let me unveil it right now because we're going to have, uh, uh, you know, the Philly Influencer Podcast page where every single one of our individual pods will all be there on a weekly basis, whether we're talking about the Green Legion podcast, we're talking about the Heat Ratio Sports podcast, we're talking about PI Live, we're talking about the Bitter Birds, we're talking about straight shooters, we're talking about wrestling, we got a golf podcast, we got drums and flats, they're all going to be under one umbrella, can't wait, it's going to be exciting, you'll be able to subscribe, get the podcast all the time, listen to what you want, give us some range of reviews, we'll gladly appreciate it. Again, sportscaster, 
sign up for an account, follow. Listen, man, Sportscaster, they do a tremendous job in, in giving us a platform in order to come to you guys and speak. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you in a couple of days.